0: The All Black Podcast is powered by our official cloud software partner, SAP, helping our teams in black become the best run teams in sport. To listen to this episode and all the All Black Podcasts, subscribe on Apple, Spotify and anywhere you get your podcasts.
1: Kirafano, welcome to the All Black Podcast Powered by SAP World Cup is starting to get to the business end with quarterfinals this weekend, and the All Blacks are playing the world's number one side island. To get a feel for the tournament, how it is building, the atmosphere on the ground, we welcome to the podcast. George Bauer and Stacey Walker, hosts of the Front Row Daily Show, which you will find on New Zealand Rugby's new free streaming service, NZR Plus. Firstly, 21 test, all black, George Bauer. You have probably been there now, I don't know, mate, five, six seven weeks like how are you holding up on the road are you a good tourist
0: um yeah it's uh been a long time since (laughs) that first game. um i am getting sick of the pastries and the coffee now and uh and all the food here not really but um (laughs) no it's, it's uh been an awesome journey so far and uh we're coming to the business end of it now but uh yeah i've learned so much and i've met so many people and um yeah built a good relationship with uh my mate andy ellis and obviously meeting Stacey walker for the first time as well so um
1: yeah mate totally yeah. And, and like that's <laughs> i mean yeah. are you being polite cuz halfbacks have a massive reputation for being pissed <laughs> like being niggly like we all know that like but so you and andy are still mates you're bonding like um you know you don't need separate rooms in the second half of the tour um i I've,
0: the first First couple of weeks we're having dinner together every every night. Uh, now we probably haven't had I probably haven't had dinner with them in like since last week kind of thing. So a, uh, true to... a true relationship, a true relationship. <laughs> no, no. Um
1: that
2: That's being nice. He wasn't saying that just before.
1: <laughs> Stace Blackfern, Blackfern Sevens, two-time Rugby World Cup winner, gold medal winner. Like, but more recently, you've just arrived. And what's what sort of the, the KPIs? Is it to add a bit of fizz um, and a bit of class to this operation? Like, what sort of nick are the boys in? Like, um, are, are they, can you work with them?
2: Absolutely. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that, like, Andy is, you know, the, the talkative one. You agree with me? He's yeah. like the loud halfback. I feel like is a little bit more quiet. He just goes about his work. And <laughs> I reckon I sit right in the middle, you know? I can yeah. be a bit of both. Just got to bring a different element. Um, yeah. and I know I've got a a big voice, but you know still trying to find my feet a little bit with the boys, but it's going good so far
0: and we're, we're in good Nick as well eh? We,
2: we yeah, are. Yeah. we've been training together under Michael <laughs> Tower, but where's Andy where's, where's Andy when we need him uh,
1: <laughs> mate he's he's embracing the uh, former player tag like guys like we're the front row daily show uh, it's on NZDA plus like how did you guys get roped into to being on the mic and and fronting the show like how did that come about?
2: I think they needed pretty faces,
1: Hey, Absolutely. (laughs) 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 Um,
2: Yeah, how did you get asked, yeah? Uh,
0: Well, Rick said he he listened to a a podcast that was on, and he said, oh, mate, you're absolutely brilliant, and you're made for this, but... uh you know, now knowing Rick, I'm like, are you sure?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, same. Random text from Rick, but I knew he had a mutual fan from Multi TV, obviously done a yes. bit of work in Mahi um, doing the sports presenting there. So, real grateful. I feel like it's similar vibes. Mm. Similar about, you know, having fun. Yeah, it's about rugby, but it's also about off-field things and, and you know, those interactions. So, yeah. it's going good.
1: Mate, totally, because, I mean, George, you'd obviously love to be out on the field with the boys playing, but you're you're going through a knee rehab. First, just talk us a little bit around how that happened, what your progress is, because um, I've heard probably on the same podcast that Rick heard, I heard you talk a little bit about, you know, you've got to see everything as opportunity, so um, trying to, uh, you know, perhaps learn some new skills, but a cooking perhaps, but even getting in front of the mic, and, and maybe maybe when it boils down to it, Sevier Reese just, just probably kicked you out of the house, did he, in the end as your landlord? <laughs> Yeah, um, it's been yeah, I guess 5 months since I've had
0: my surgery and it happened in gameplay um midway through super rugby so um yeah, I was pretty gutted that you know I was kind of missing out on on a possible world cup squad kind of thing. But um yeah, what I've learned really quickly was other things kind of um you know, there's everything happens for a reason and um other opportunities come and this is one of them and so um when I found out I was able to come to this, I was like, you know, it's the next best thing. We we'll still get to be around the boys. We still get to experience a World Cup. Um, not play, but um, still be there and and support the boys. And um, yeah. When I found out, I was like, yep, booked my flight straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, still going to be there. But um, and yeah, I'm just picking up so many new skills, um, and just putting them in my back pocket for you know possibly maybe life after footy or um, just skills to have kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I've learned so much and I'm still learning a lot as well. So um, yeah, I'd love to be on the rugby field though, but unfortunately the time is not yet. So yeah.
2: Rob, I don't know if you know, he's now the new um, mayor of the zone. (laughs) He's he's best mate of them. He's the king of it. So great connections, I feel like he's made.
0: Yeah. So if you
1: ever, you know, head to Leon. (laughs) Uh, one day later on, just let me know and I'll rock, <laughs> <you up>, man. <laughs> mate, a- absolutely. I absolutely will. And, mate, congrats. I think you've re signed for a couple more years with New Zealand Rugby and the Crusaders as well, haven't you? So, um, are we on target to be starting the season proper round one or maybe a little bit longer or just see how it goes? Because it's, it's new times down in, in Christchurch as well with Razor moving on and a new coach, and, and that's really exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is exciting. Um, Rob Penny. Uh, starting off, and uh, he's going to bring his own little flavor and his own taste, but uh, yeah, I should be ready for, for round one. Um, hopefully, ready for crusaders. have got two pre seasons in, awesome. in uh, Ireland and, and the UK on England, so hopefully, ready for that as well. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm getting itchy feet, so and he's yeah. training,
2: he's still training, yeah, he's
0: she's training. training, she's
1: training inputs <laughs> and outputs, got to get it right with, with the pastry, yeah. Stace. But you've, as yeah. I said, <laughs> just <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to make you tell the story, mate, about when you put on the weight and did no running. We can wait that for a for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll, but, um, leave for another <laughs> we'll leave that for another time. You've learnt your lessons, no doubt. But um, as I said, stage just as we're getting ready to jump on, like you just seem to be involved in so many different teams, like whether it's you know sevens, 15s, overseas, um, different competitions, because you know the female game has got so many. Like awesome new opportunities at the moment. Where have you come from, and what are you up to? Like, what sort of what are we transitioning on this little, uh, this little side hustle?
2: Yeah, I can hardly keep up with myself, to be
1: honest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, Where have I been last month? Oh, that's right. Um, but it was a really cool um transition after the World Cup last year, back into the Sevens World Series. Um, we probably had our best season, um, which was quite cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want it to finish, so <laughs> decided to go to America, play in the PR Sevens for two months. Living the dream. I oh. think I got to 10 states in eight weeks. So, um, it was cool experience. Um, definitely met some cool people and different. I don't know learnings. Rugby, obviously, very different over there. But it was pretty cool to interact with different people because you know we, get, we train with the same people every day. Sure. Needed a bit of a change. Um, loved it. Came back home. Bit of a preseason. Now I'm back with the sevens. Um, we were in Fiji last couple weeks ago. Few different games over there not quite where we need to be results wise but it's all good we don't need a peak just yet olympics is eight months away so we're still building obviously here for a couple weeks with my mate over here um (laughs) lapping it up loving it love being on this side of the arena at a men's world cup like What a dream. I never thought in a million years I'd be working here with the boys and it's been so cool so far. Um, But I'll head back into Sevens before the World Series kicks off um, and then the Olympics next July back here in Paris. How good.
1: (laughs) Like, ask you about that, guys, because, you know, I I, I sit here back in New Zealand, I get my little notification in the morning and I see the end product and and it it looks pretty good. I've really enjoyed it, especially in the sense, like you say, Bit of footy, bit of banter. Talk to also the other teams, supporters, people in the town, the mayor of Leon. You know George's new best friend. But there's, um, how's that been like? Is it a bit nerve wracking, the new challenge, or you know, like compared to footy, like because I know myself sometimes when um, you get asked to do things like this, where you're a little bit out of your comfort zone, you're like, ooh, this is the old heart starts to race a little bit. How's it been? Uh,
0: yeah, well, f- my first ever kind of segment on front row show was uh, pop So I was just asking randoms at the Louvre about who, you know, asking them who's playing this weekend, who's playing in the world cup opener. I um, mean, everyone, no one had a clue. And I was like, whoa, it's hard. And then, and then Rick gave me a bit of advice and he was like, you'll probably never see these people again. So just act like, you know, just, and so that kind of helped me. And that was my mindset kind of after that was just, you know, I'd probably never see anyone that, uh, you know, it's not the, so Yeah. yeah that, so I yeah. kind of, able to be comfortable and kind of get out of my shell and really kind of just be natural in front of the camera and um yeah but uh, even at times though um I still get a bit nervous and I have to kind of boost myself up with a bit of energy and a bit of passion and a bit of footwork but um yeah
2: yeah, I love I love that it's not <clears throat> too scripted. Like rick's yeah. real cool to work like as a producer. He's just is he
1: like, there just somewhere? It must be there somewhere, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. watching us. <laughs> yeah. <that story> <laughs> totally.
2: <laughs> um, but and yeah, it's nerve wracking. I feel like anything's nerve wracking when you, you're putting yourself out there and people are gonna judge you no matter what. But ultimately, I feel like if we're having fun and we, we're doing our job the way. Um, the producers want us to do it. Then, then it's all good. So, different, different experience. Much rather be on the forty-four, but yeah. it's all good. This is this is cool learning, cool opportunity, and probably see myself in the space post my rugby career. Jeez. Yeah,
0: there it is. So.
1: There cool. it is. And Georgie, what about though? Like it, it is pretty casual that, that comes through, but every now and again, you've been asked to go into the old press conference where the uh, the serious journalists and rugby oh, okay. correspondents are, and and you go wandering in, ask a couple of questions. It looked like. Uh, and then you didn't ask a didn't ask a question at the last one, brother. You just let it flow.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, was that when was that yesterday's episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched it. Don't worry. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I kind of you know building up to the throughout all the pool stages, I, w- I would go and ask a question, and every time the boys would walk in, they'd be quite serious, and then until they see my face, and you'd see them kind of crack and, and smile, <laughs> and, you know, a bit more relaxed, which is. I guess for the whole purpose of it um because it's quite intimidating going into those yeah. big press conferences and yeah so many people just asking questions but uh yeah yesterday i knew the boys were dialed in and locked in and it's you know business time so um i just chill there in the back and just listen to everyone um but there was a moment when there was a guy in front of me and he was asking Rick, Rico iwani a question i don't know if it was on it was on, it wasn't on the video eh? and so i was sitting directly behind the guy asking the question and Rico had answered the question and was still looking towards the direction. And then all of a sudden he sees my head pop out behind the guy and he cracks his serious and just starts wow. smiling and he, it almost like starts laughing and He's trying to hold it in. And I'm almost start laughing and everyone's in a serious mode. And it's like, <laughs> <but> they, <laughs> uh, they didn't catch it on camera, but it's just the little moments like that in a, in a precedent. So, you know, it's quite cool to, it. to see it Quite crack up. Uh, yeah. Mine
2: was different. I went to South Africa, France's press conference. Um, yesterday and Russ man he can talk hey eh? oh, but yeah. he had a bit of humor so yeah. I was actually quite scared going into it I was like okay I, I know this is quarterfinals it's going to be really serious mm. you, you need to just yeah. don't ask too many questions because I will be that person <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was actually quite cool it was actually quite cool experience for me too, to to be on this side and not
1: yeah. ask the questions yeah all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome and I mean Russy's a, a one-man PR machine isn't he he's in the press conference <laughs> yeah. then he's tweeting then he's hooting back around he's all go so um mm. very cool for you guys to see that side of it though like we're halfway well perhaps more than more than halfway in and you've been there for different amounts of time we got some tour highlights best locations um, you know things that maybe have hit the cutting roof floor you know it seems like an awesome vibe like the the stuff you're capturing seems like um you know that that common language and community of rugby is is hissing. Like everyone's getting long. Okay, house on fire.
0: Mm.
2: You've been everywhere, George. surely you've got a highlight.
1: Well, I've actually got a
0: few there, but um, <laughs> uh, I quite like my oh a little vineyard kind of segment when uh, Andy and I went yes. to a vineyard in Santa Millions and um, spent time there with the the pickers and kind of got to experience, you know. The, the real I well, how to make wine and things like that and that was pretty cool and it was just perfect that it was raining and just the you know the scenes were absolutely like oh, atrocious but it kind of all added to the vibe and and then after that we shared an awesome lunch with the pickers and got to get to know them and we were jamming in their tent with a guitar and there was another guy called Rasta pat and he had his guitar and um these guys just do that you know for for the harvest and you know, they get free lunches and they drink free wine. And it's like, man, it was pretty cool. And it's pretty awesome seeing, you know, the process of how to make a good wine. Um, I don't, you know, now now I'm starting to, you know, get into my wines, which is uh, <laughs> just because of that trip. But uh, that's probably one of the, the many highlights for me. I've got so many more, but yeah, I can keep going and going. Um,
2: yeah, I was a little bit jealous that I didn't get to come a little bit earlier. Um, but it's all good. Still having fun. Um, highlight for me. Probably my interview at Sene the other day. We went to one this amazing hotel. Is it like it's new. It was only built in Feb, I think this year. You literally had 360 views of all of Paris. You could see wow. every single attraction. Beautiful day. Like you couldn't have got a much better setting to talk to someone mm. about code and and about rugby. So yeah, that that was quite cool. And it was someone I knew. Like it's quite cool talking to yeah. to people you're familiar with and and just have as a vibe. Um, so. That
1: that was quite cool. Uh, It it seems like sort of, um, you know, every media out there, every former rugby player that's ever played the game seems to be uh, sort of in the area at the moment. But then it's – what also seems quite cool is that um, everyone knows each other. You know, everyone's jumping on each other's shows. Everyone's having a yarn. Everyone's, um, you know, happy to jump on and – talk about all the different teams so it seems like an awesome vibe what's in the pipeline for the next few weeks obviously massive weekend this weekend which we'll chat about soon but are you guys just perched up in Paris now or is there there going to be um you know a few other things to look out for on uh, the Front Row Daily Show
2: yeah I'm actually heading away next week I have to go back to preseason, but oh, um brutal. obviously go to the All Blacks Irish game I know it's going to be a wicked atmosphere the French crowd is so nuts eh mm. it's it's just so different um, to back home. But um, I know we know that it's obviously getting to the serious end of the, the World Cup. So, yeah, there'll be still a bit of fun and banter, but I feel like it will be a bit more serious. George yeah. here till the end.
0: Yeah. yeah. And um, Yeah, I guess uh, we've got an awesome kind of production team and, and they always come up with, you know, awesome ideas and awesome people to interview, even if it's, you know, they're rugby or not rugby related. Um, so there's always something to shoot every day. You think, okay, I have a day off today or like, you know, have a rest (laughs) and then you get a text, hey mate, I need you at this place at this time. I'm like, what? (laughs) But um, yeah, I guess it's kind of just going to be about the hype of of the games, the big games that we have coming up and um, we'll be here right to the finals and uh, yeah, uh, luckily I don't, the ideas for the shows because my ideas are no good so <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, i was gonna ask that george do you and Andy and Stacey not to get to sit down in the morning and do a bit of blue sky thinking and throw a few things on the whiteboard or have, have, did you get one shot at that and the the dream's over they just tell you what you're doing now yeah
2: i was i think i was
1: one, one production yes. meeting and then
0: yeah they got rid of me you
2: should see andy though you should see andy behind the scenes he's, he's a bit of a singer Hey George, what do you reckon? He can hold a chair. Yeah, he, he can. He can hold he a can. note. Maybe hold he, he might join us and show us what it is. We're just talking about you, Andy. You, you want to show us some? Um...
1: Hey, are we talking to? Well, hey boy, mate, get mate. are just we're, we're actually just saying that perhaps it's time for you to debut some tunes. George has been doing a lot of the musical elements, but uh, right
3: on uh, that, that, on
1: that
3: note. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nah. <laughs> nah, mate, we're more just trying to figure out whether you know you you and George are still friends after sort of being the the main two campaigners, or or whether you know whether you're still having dinners together in the evening. You know, like where we're at on the sort of halfway through the trip. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, mate, he's such a he's such a cruisy lovely guy so we're kind of playing on the little bit of the fact that we've been together for six weeks nonstop, every breakfast lunch and dinner um but now mate we we still love each other he's always he's so happy look at him how can you (laughs) you i I just think i i think i annoy him a little bit yeah but um he never lets it show he just keeps smiling and Pats me on the bum in the way I go,
1: <laughs> mate. Well, some of the frustrations that are coming through on the on the daily show, like it's hard to know whether you got Rick in the background trying to, you know, sort of stage that a little bit. But there are times when you need directions in the van, or or um, you're trying to map out the day. That it looks genuine to me, Andy. Those frustrations, to be honest. Well, that's what's coming through in the in the show, <laughs> uh,
3: mate. I think one of the things we love about this this show is that we're we're not presenters or actors or anything. Like what you see is so organic and rough and. The one thing Rick's great at is he doesn't even let us do second takes on stuff. We're like, no, please. We're like, nah, that's it. We're like, oh, no. But I think that's the beauty of it. You know, there's not many um, sort of shows that are out there that are, are as kind of clunky and organic as what, what, we, what we're doing, which is the, which I think is a fun thing about it, today. Yeah. Uh you you're doing a
1: good job and I've you've done you've pulled out the Rolodex. It's been awesome to sort of whip in a bunch of other former players, people you've played with, even from other teams as well. I've loved that. I love sort of talking to, to guys on the other teams. But like for you guys, what's what's your first World Cup memories? Like we've got a massive weekend, but can you remember the first time you tuned in to the to the Rugby World Cup? I certainly can. It was those the John Kuhl and Try eighty seven, a little bit of an older vintage perhaps than you guys. But can you remember your first memories of the first tournament and how that all marries up to, geez, what you're doing today, covering it on a daily basis?
3: First of all, um, I've got, I've got to fly. I'm actually interviewing Tana Umanga down oh, at the park. How good? In like fifteen minutes. So I've got to fly. But my, my early memories were that South African World Cup and yeah. just how uh, yeah, the world kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. Kind of that. Yeah, all of that. That was that was for me. But hey, Go um, hey,
0: good to chat. See, and, you, uh, mate. Yes, later on. See ya.
2: What's, what's your memory
0: you've you, your memory first
2: um, when I think of World Cups I just think of Jonah Lombo <laughs> well,
0: I just think of I. him
2: scoring tries left right centre um, actually heard inside story about him that um, he got dropped from some of the teams because his fitness wasn't too good but I mean when you're playing rugby like that why, why do you need to be so fit, eh? I suppose that was the mentality back in the day, but mm-hmm. yeah that, that that's definitely my one massive memory of the All Blacks is everything was about Jonah Alamu, bunting everyone off, running down the sidelines, scoring tries every single time
0: <laughs> Um, My earliest memory Far out. um, out uh, one that's still like born to to this is the obviously a Michelac Ford pass man oh. I remember I think I was in the family with with um oh, in, the, in the car with my family heading to church and my dad played it on the radio was playing the game and oh. that happened and then the game ended and I just sunk in my seat and I was like f- uh, watery eyes I was like in tears man
2: it's sad um it's yeah, sad. yeah yeah like you feel like you're part of it
0: yeah and uh I guess that's kind of how every New, New Zealander feels when um a New Zealand team's competing, eh? Like. We're, we're with them in heart and we're supporting them no matter what kind of thing, and we care so much as well. And yeah, um, but then also, uh, VG making it to the quarterfinals oh. as well, because uh, it's both teams, so and for their first time was that 2007, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, so I
2: was still yeah. at primary school, yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: oh, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was, yeah,
2: oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, awesome, and I mean, god, you know, as it turns out, you know, Jonah had a a bad you know a bad um liver didn't he so like, that affected his performance and god imagine if he was running 100% like he ripped it up anyway the first global superstar and and was probably running on about 60-70% but what a legend like okay guys like it is big quarter weekend weekend um you are around the team a little bit and and around um on the ground there in Paris how the boys looking obviously you know from from what you've been saying George pretty focused pretty switched in. Seems like. Uh, Good indications we're gonna have potentially a, a full complement of people to choose from, which that's that's huge. Like that's a massive part of um having a good outcome is is having um a full squad to choose from.
2: Yeah. You've been hanging out with the boys a bit? How's the vibe down there?
1: Yeah, no, vibe is very good.
0: Um yeah, yesterday I went to their training and as I said, kind of they look so switched on and locked in and um you can just tell by the edge and the intensity they were training at. Um usually when they train at that level they're quite uh they're quite good when good when it comes to the weekend they're quite yeah clinical but um yeah I kind of caught up with them after training as well and um just the ability to switch off as well and and kind of you know treated it as just another game as well was was pretty awesome to see and that's when you know the boys are ready to go and I guess I've been with them for the past couple weeks and um I can just I don't know just feel something really good about this this team building up to this weekend. I can just feel um, connections are very strong and um, there was just a good vibe and a good happiness in the team as well. Um, the times I've been at their hotel pretty much every night, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so getting into this week, I'm, I'm feeling very confident. Um, I don't know about the rest of the, you know, other people, but I, I've been there and I kind of know what it feels like. Um, so, yeah.
2: I think the thing is, it's going to be tough for... Mm whoever the 23 is that's named and I know everyone like obviously being in that kind of World Cup environment I know it'll be intense and everyone's on the edge about oh, who's going to play but at the end of the day I feel like they're so strong the brotherhood is so strong that they're going to have each other's back no matter who puts that jersey on so yeah. as long as they get around each other right and, and you know they support them in any every single capacity in any way um, they're going to go well it, yeah. it's going to be a good game
0: yeah.
1: I love that team. And what's a couple of things that you think are really to look out for for the fans? Like, is there a couple of areas of the game or particularly things in the game that the boys need to get right that's going to help them, um, you know, win the arm wrestle? Because it's going, to be, it's, it's going to be so good. Like, I think, almost want to ask you too, Stacey, like, that that crowd noise um, that you've noticed, do you notice it when you're on the field? Like, you played a couple of huge games in New Zealand at the end of last year, and I was in the crowd, and we were making all sorts of noise, like... Um, you know, like, or is it just a whole another kettle of fish over in Europe uh, because they, they love to sing, they love to get noisy, love to get into it?
2: Yeah, I feel like it is different here. Um, the home world was, it's cool. Like your supporters, your family are in the crowd. So you bring this different energy, um, this different flow of privileged pressure. But when I, the times I have played here in France, they're, they're just absolutely nuts the whole time. Like it's like they're, <laughs> It seems a little bit disrespectful but it's just their passion for the game and you've just got to find a way to block it out like I've been told you know go out there walk out onto the field embrace it look around see what's around you but you have to flip that switch real quick when it's time to play um so yeah it's going to be tough and I know um the crowd this weekend is going to be massive but I suppose the one critical thing that I feel like in rugby is that set-piece is the most important part of a game. Um, And we say, you know, the backs are the better ones, but I know the front rowers can take that one. Um, As long as you know you get your scrums right, you get your line-ups right... I even think kickoffs, like if you don't catch that ball off a kickoff, like that that can be detrimental to being put on the back foot. Um, you know, it's getting kicked into your red zone. So as long as they nail those those things, I feel like everything kind of flows after that. But I feel like set piece is definitely a big thing.
0: Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess back to the I guess the atmosphere of, of the games here. Like this week there's believed to be about what, sixty thousand Irish supporters from wow. you know, <laughs> home and We've heard what they can do when they've, they've sung their song or they sung zombie after a song yeah. and it's just unreal um and even you're playing dublin and it's the same thing like yeah. they just sing and sing and sing but um i guess guzz touched on it a couple of days ago and he's like if we do everything right from the start we can actually take the crowd out of the game and silence him and that was pretty cool to to you know to read because um yeah they if, if they played played like they did they start like they did against italy um just you know first mistake was 29 minutes into the game and yeah. they just silenced the crowd and the crowd was you know they started singing french songs because it was all the frenchies just <laughs> enjoying the game um that's that's huge coming into this week the atmosphere and, and the vibe of the crowd and i think um after the set piece the importance also of of like winning our races and, and things like that we know that the irish are super good on super you know a great over the ball and um very fast and, and once they're over the ball they're hard to move so um, our boys win our races and are just clinical in that area as well um, especially that contact area and um, the rest will follow as well so yeah um, I'm excited man I, I just want the kickoff to happen already yeah like
1: <laughs> yeah man I, I, I've got no interest in work this week I just want to get to the weekend and get to these games so give me <laughs> give me four winners give me four winners what do you got all blacks are a lock who are your other three
2: yeah, or obviously All Blacks. Um, I'm I'm going to go, I feel like France, it's hard to beat them at home. So I'm going to go France. I'm going to go Fiji because they need to step up their game. They have to step it up. But it would just be cool to see them make a semi-final. Um, and how's oh, Argentina? I would love Argentina to win because I like their style of play. But I feel like the Welsh at the moment have got something special going on. So oh, I'll go Wales.
0: Oh, yeah, I'll probably go. So we've got, I'll definitely go Fiji over England. Come on. Um, I'm going Aji. Aji. Aji? Yeah, because my brother Pablo Mateo is Uh, cool. And. Who's the other South one? Africa Africa. South Africa. Yeah, I'm going South Africa. I'm going all Southern Hemisphere. Come on. Oh, Come on.
1: I like it. I
0: Dependent
1: like it. We've into a huge Northern Southern Hemisphere battle right like, Okay, uh, let's go Southern Hemisphere here. As soon as this, Rusty will be tweeting about you, Stay, He'll be into it straight away as soon as he gets a hold of this. But there's a... now. Nah, look. Team, thank you so much. I know um, there's a little bit of work that goes into um, putting it all together on on every single day, which is which is going to be an amazing effort. God, it's probably... What is it going to be like? 60 daily shows by the time you get to the end of it george like that is some, that is some undertaking so good on you man and it's awesome get in there team if you haven't got along to um the nzr plus app yet do it um tune in as i said get a little notification watch the daily show every every day It gets buzzed into the inbox and and also there's about 100 hours of content on there some really really good stuff around the world cup previous world cups etc etc so well done team appreciate you giving me a little bit Time this morning, I'll let you go so those irate guests don't start, um, you know, shouting at you in the in the back again. But um, yeah, good luck good. to the boys in the weekend, up the abs, and, and um, thanks okay. for jumping on. Cool, thank you, thank you for having uh, us.
2: Thanks for having
0: us,
3: Rob. The All Blacks podcast is powered by our official cloud software partner, SAP,
0: helping our teams of black be the best run in sports. Hosted by Rob Dunn in the Hargrave Street Studio. Produced by Carl Thompson from Blue and Ginge, the podcast producers. Video editing by Mac Leesberg, graphics by Western Design, content advising from Andy Burt, and commercial manager for the podcast is Valeska Hoth. Follow the All Blacks podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts.